Welcome back to another episode of Readiness Radio, and I am actually here with a brand new guest, and I guess kind of like a co-host for this show, my very own Darielle Sagerman. Welcome to the show, Darielle. Thank you. Um, You know what I'm actually having flashbacks of? The first time you interviewed me um, when we first met. Oh, really? You mean like in person or when I interviewed you for the workout No, for the workout. Yeah, so um, that's a good segue, babe. I know. So um, me and Darielle... um, I guess we met. We we had met uh, about a month before that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. About a month. Yeah. And, in uh, Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago at Junior Nationals, Darielle was competing, uh, hoping to win her pro card. She actually got third place at that show. Yeah, second third place. place. But you reached out to me on Facebook. That yeah. wasn't. We didn't like first meet for the first time. I mean, we met in person. Well, look, let's rewind a little bit. Why? Why are you even here? So I don't. I don't know. You called <laughs> me here. <laughs> so she. Before we get into how we met, um, the reason why I wanted to have Darielle on the show is because a lot of success uh, is not just up to you. It's a lot about your team and who's the most person important person on your team. Um, is usually, it should be anyway, your significant other, your spouse, your girlfriend, et cetera. That's your support system, uh, your at-home support system. And I know for me personally, uh, a lot of my success, maybe all of my success, can be directly correlated to uh, meeting Darielle and having her in my life and having her support me and taking care of a lot of the stuff. She's (laughs) blushing right now. Uh, Usually I hear this on like through like a podcast. Yeah, I'm looking at her. She wanted to sit directly across from me, so we're actually looking at each other. (laughs) Usually when we do this, yeah, I I have somebody sitting next to me. Eduardo and me don't stare at each other when we do the show. I can't sit. um, So anyway, um, you know, a lot of that success and is uh, is related to who you're who you're with, and I think it's very important to talk about. your other relationships, your actual romantic or, you know, um, physical relationships, because it's just as important with as who uh, you're friends with or who you surround yourself with on a uh, on a more friendship level. Um, actually, it's significantly more important, in my opinion, because you're around that person all the time. And I always talk about if you have somebody around you that's negative or that's, um, you know, we just last show was about tall poppy syndrome. If you have somebody trying to cut you down. Um, then you're you're gonna have a real hard time. It's a real detriment to your future success. So, with that in mind, I thought I'd bring my biggest uh, tool to my success. Tool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so she is uh, she's here to talk about relationships. We've been together for seven years. We've been married for six years. We have three little boys together. Right. And, I um, think what makes us um, unique because when you told me about coming onto the show for the relation for relationship talk, I thought. Okay, we've been together seven years, married six, you know, wouldn't say we're experts, but we've definitely been through more um, phases and transitions and parts of, you know, change than a lot of couples have. So, sure. you know, when we met, you know, there was very little, you know, you were, you know, with our ex, you weren't at the level of success you are right now. So just being able to be there through all the changes of life, you know, and then you know, being able to support you and finding my own way to support you and um, kind of be together at the same time has, I think, offers a little bit more than maybe another well, another had, relationship. A lot of so. people always say to me, and you've heard people say this, that that we've lived a lot of life in seven years. A yeah. lot has happened. I mean, um, when Darielle and I met, well, we're going to go back to the, the, the beginning stuff in a second, but, you know, we met and we got pregnant within six months of meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got married within a year, 
um, and then had Asher a few months after that. So mm-hmm. we went through all that, and then I created a business. Uh, well, I got I left RX in a pretty dramatic fashion, mm-hmm. uh, where I left and I kind of didn't wasn't one hundred percent sure where uh, what I was going to do and how we were going to like continue to. Uh, do well, and, yeah, yeah, to go on, and then we created a business, and Darielle was there from the very beginning of my past business, mm-hmm. what, which uh, did fantastic and became the 27th fastest growing company, a privately owned company in the country on the Inc. 500, and number one in health, and so she saw the entire, and was part of the entire rise of that company, and then she saw me leave that company in a dramatic fashion. Well, I didn't just, I didn't part of see, it. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, right, I didn't watch there. you from the sidelines, yeah. it was, it was a very emotional for um, time for me yeah. as well because um, yeah. there was a lot of you know heart in in that because when you did leave RX one of the things I, I wasn't I probably you were probably more freaked out than me because I always felt like something better you know you know Blackstone was going to be better than whatever was going on then and I believed in you and I believed in what the company was going to be just like you know as scary as it was back with uh, you know that that split you know, there was something that I felt would come on after that. Yeah. So, so she, she was there, um, and was dealing with it with me, all of the negative feelings and, uh, creating Redcon. Obviously, uh, during that period, my father passed away, which was dramatic. We had, uh, two other little boys. Uh, mm-hmm. we've created all this success here at Redcon went from, you know, nothing to having 49 employees now here, full-time employees and, you know, a, a uh, eight figure, uh, business in, in two years, something you know, that far surpassed what uh, I don't know what you were expecting, but Redcon One has, has exceeded my expectations. I knew we were going to do good, but I didn't know we were going to do this good. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what my expectation I guess just <clears throat> creating another brand that we would be very proud of, yeah. even more proud of, you know. Yeah. So um, as far as the figures, I never had in my mind like, yeah, I'm the oh, money guy. She's yeah, just thinking, I'm, thinking yeah, about, yeah. Yes. But um, just having something that we're proud of and that we, we and you love, you know, to come to work every day to do. So, yeah. um, so, so that I, we, t- we saying, we're saying all that to, to just to explain that, you know, we've had a lot of, uh, negative drama, positive stuff happen, uh, just lived a lot of life together and, uh, seen a lot of, uh, stuff and been through a lot of stuff in that seven years. And I think that I can speak to the fact, both of us can speak to the fact that, um, having a, uh, person in your life as a significant other that supports you is uh, is huge, is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I mean, even on your end, on you know my desire on wanting to you know be fit and be active and you know eat healthy and go to the gym. I mean, you hear of other couples or other women or men who the significant other isn't very supportive of that or they don't understand why they have to, Often, you know, yeah. yeah, do cardio instead of, you know, I don't know, having dinner at the same time and putting off dinner a little bit, you know, it's things like that where on both ends, there's definitely a support system that has been built that has kept, you know, the marriage healthy. So the one thing that uh, people may not realize is you brought up for a second, a second ago is that when me and you met, I was working for Dave Palumbo at RX muscle covering mm-hmm. fitness and uh, bodybuilding. And that's actually where we first met at the junior nationals in Chicago mm-hmm. in 2011, 2011, yeah. 2011 in and Darielle was competing. And at the time, uh, Darielle was a trainer, a corporate trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just got the job as a corporate trainer. No, I'd, I mean, I'd been training for, you know, for training. a while and then, but then yeah. I was, I was, I was working as a, a trainer at a, uh, like a corporate business. So training like the executives and, you know, all the people behind the scenes. And, like I uh, guess if someone were to come here and train. Right. People. So yeah, literally, yeah. literally like yeah. that. And, uh, so Darielle, 
basically, it's funny because Darielle was doing this job and I was traveling the world with Dave Palumbo and she was actually making more money than me. Yeah, right? I was. Uh, she was the, <laughs> was. the, uh, the uh, money maker in, yeah. the, uh, in the relationship. I was also preparing, making meals for the, um, the CEO. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Of, the, of the company you were training. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting. So when you met me, did you think that we were going to create this big success together? Um, I felt like Redcon One was right there. Was there was no Redcon One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, d- I didn't think about that. I just, you know, I went off of my my first feelings of when we first met. And we o- we always said after that that, you know, we we both always heard, oh, when you know, you know, and we both got that feeling, you know, immediately. Um, so no, there was there was nothing like, oh, you know. Okay, this guy's covering bodybuilding shows, but I really feel like if he puts in the work in a few years, you know, he'll he'll be on another level. I just kind of went along with, you know, whatever you wanted to do, I was supportive and I was behind you and that was, you know, that was kind of my role that that I took on, you know, almost immediately, especially after we got pregnant and um that was like a big change, you know. So from from then on that was like, okay, whatever you need to do, whatever you want to do, but I never had in my mind like, I mean, there's no way to see the future and what's going to happen. What do you think it means to support a significant other? Oh, this is a good interview. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're talking together. So yeah. No, I mean, I, um, you know, looking out for, you know, I was always looking out for your best interest. I always am looking out for your, your best interest. So I'm always honest with you. Um, but also just if there's something that maybe would take time away from me, I, I would, learn to be okay with that because I knew that there was a, um, like a, an angle, like a long-term angle that, you know, you were trying to get to, or you needed to put in work at this time to get to the next, to the next level. And so just being supportive and understanding and, Mm -hmm. you know, through all your, when, even with your, when you were with Dave, you know, if you had to do a radio show, just sitting back and understanding that this is, you know, part of what you have to do. And, Mm -hmm. um, just, just whatever your your dreams and your goals were, being there for for that. One of the things that uh, that I had to do a lot uh, during, I mean, my since we've been together is travel, yeah. and uh, quite often um, we couldn't go together. And uh, once we had babies, it became more and more difficult for us to travel. So when I travel for work, it's very rare for Dariel to to come with me. It does happen every once in a while, but it's pretty rare. And I travel. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Twenty five times a year or something like that. Maybe right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and and when I was with Dave, um, I was gone more than I was home. Yeah. And so you when are. we were when uh, when almost we had every Asher, weekend, you were and when we had Asher, I would be gone uh, almost every weekend. And then there were sometimes where like when I went to you were uh, gone for a couple of weeks, Australia, I was yeah. gone for three weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, there was definitely a lot of travel. And um, Daria was always supportive of that and didn't make me feel guilty or or try to talk me out of going or whatever. And, and to this day, it's still the same. She knows that this is part of you know part of the deal. Part of the it's, deal. it's what, you know, it's what you do. And that's why you're on a different level from other people who are trying to achieve the same goal. You know, it's whatever, you know, it, it always comes down to kind of what are you willing to do in order to get farther ahead that another, you know, and, and unfortunately, I'm sure there are other people that don't have the support and maybe that's holding them back just a little bit. And um, I've always wanted to be supportive because I don't want you to ever think like, oh, I can't do this because my wife is, you know, 
not letting me or going to be pissed off at me. So, yeah. um, and yeah. it, and it helps everyone because you're, <laughs> you're happier, you know, yeah. and I'm happier. The kids are happier. So sacrifice is required. So that's unfortunate. Unfortunately, one of the things that are hundred percent required to achieve success in business and in life is you're going to have to sacrifice. There's going to be discomfort. There's going to be things you don't want to do. And, uh, and there's, and as you get further along, there's always options. So now I have the option to essentially not do whatever I don't want to do. So, like if there's a trip, like say the Olympia is coming up, I don't really have to go to the Olympia. I can mm-hmm. say I don't want to go to Olympia, and I have Eric Hart here and Eduardo and everybody else. I have a great team of people, Monique, and all these guys can go and handle it. Probably the sales guys can handle the sales meetings, and I can just not go. Um, now I'm actually looking forward to Olympia, so it's not like this is a hassle for me. But hypothetically, if I didn't want to go, I didn't have to go. But will would that make a difference will me being there make a difference in the meetings at the booth etc will that advance the goals that that we have here like how in the answer to the question almost always is yes so yeah. like if FIBO, you know, which is in Germany, it's an S and it's not a uh, or Cologne. Sorry, it's not like a fun trip. But man, I'm so glad that I went. I didn't have to go, but I'm so glad that I went because I met all these international distributors. And uh, unfortunately, I was away for five days. And I wish that I could have stayed home. Uh, but ultimately, it's an easy decision because almost always I feel like by, when I come back, I, sh- I should have went. Yeah. And uh, think, you've always been understanding about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think um, like on my end... For for the for the person who's I guess being the supporter, um, finding a way to um, involve yourself. So I'm also not just sitting back saying you know being a cheerleader. You know right. I'm, I'm not just like okay go do you know I'm also have found a spot within the company. You know and I've so and I I feel like that's always been the case whether it's to help you out with you know writing down notes for a radio show you know you would do back in the day or you know it was just finding little ways to involve myself so um i think that also shows the support and then it also kind of keeps you connected so you're you know relate you're able to relate to each other in that way if if that's you know she knows what's going on i think that's a good i think it's a good uh thing for for people is you have to be inclusive of your significant other and let them know what's going on sometimes i don't feel like doing that you know i'll come home after a long day and she'll say what happened today and sometimes i I don't even want to i don't want to go over especially on a bad day i don't want to go over everything all over again but it's something that you really should do yeah and i I mean daily it's not going to happen but overall it's it's you know, I, I've always had an involvement. You know, well, now either. now you do a lot. I mean, yeah, now you're now, now you're doing so. the mommy's corner, so you handle a whole portion of the site. You mm-hmm. do content, uh, you do videos, you do uh, written blogs, you do uh, yeah um, a lot of pictures. Now we've been right. utilizing you in yeah. a lot of the advertisements. But that's new. That hasn't always been no. like with Blackstone. I wasn't really doing that because. They wanted My a image different didn't kind of girl. fit. Yeah. <laughs> the black yeah, you didn't. Um, uh, you didn't have the the uh, the look. Yeah, the look but I still, for. you know, I, I found a way to just be in the know and and be in there with you, you know, and whether. Yeah. Well, now when you walk in the office, it's like you're coming. and All these people are kind of like um, friends of yours. Right. Whereas yeah. at Blackstone, it was like kind of yeah. like yeah. they're like, "What's she doing here?" Kind of yeah. thing. It's yeah. like, oh, it's the old mom. Yeah, it's the, it's the mom. <laughs> Here's the mom again. The old mom. Um, so before we get, I have a bunch of notes here, but before we get into it, one of the things I was thinking about is a lot of guys out there and girls out there are probably listening and thinking like, well, they don't have a significant other yet. They don't have somebody supporting them in their life in terms of uh, from a romantic uh, perspective, but they're looking for one or they're dating right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think in your mind? I have some ideas. What do you think are red flags that this person is not going to be um, the right person in terms of um, supporting your dreams? Um, well, if they 
if they knock down ideas, you know, they're negative, obviously, any kind of negative talk, you know, putting down ideas or what you're doing, um, you know, saying things like, oh, it's not going to work, you know, criticizing. I think a lot comes from the attitude of the other person because um, the negativity will definitely build up and, you know, get into the other person's mind or, you know, so I think definitely the attitude um, giving them a hard time if they have to put in extra hours to get to whatever goal they want. You know, I think things like that will be, you know, it's kind of a red flag. Like, okay, is this person really going to be there to support me in what I want to do? Or is it just, you know, bothering them? Right. So I think all that is, all that is good. I think one of the big things is that, uh, you, you hear when you have big dreams or big goals, you hear a lot of people tell you to be realistic and that, and, and while that's, uh, you know, not necessarily a bad thing to say, I think that if you meet somebody who's telling you, you know, you'd be, be more realistic, you know, uh, or you need to like, I remember your mom funny, funny. She remember told me like, I need to go back to school. Oh yeah. Well, like, that's, that's been my mom. My mom yeah. would still probably tell you to go back to yeah. school now. <laughs> well, it was like, I told her, well, you know, we're doing all this cool stuff. We're going to do this. And you know, the company was doing really well. And she's like, you think you should just try to go back to school in case it doesn't work. <laughs> right. You know, which like I, I would, uh, if I would, if that was my girlfriend, I want to get rid of her. Yeah, like, terrible, yeah. terrible thing to say. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, like stuff like that. Another thing is, uh, selfishness. Now, obviously, um, you know, if you're pursuing your goal and your dream, you have to have some level of selfishness because your goal is, you know, you have to push towards it and you have to sacrifice and stuff like that. But I think if your significant other, if either one of you is overly selfish, you have a person that only cares about themselves, then um, that is going to be a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, I mean, for anything. That's also trust. One big thing is trust. You know, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I trust Darielle and I don't ever have to think like, what is she doing? Is she doing anything bad? You yeah. know, am I and worried same, about I mean, I have to trust yeah. you. Not, not all the time. Like, yeah. Not all the time. So, uh, you know, that's one thing that I, I feel, you know, fortunate about. I don't have anybody that I don't trust. And, yeah. and that's with anything, with money, with, you know, with, with anything. There's no, uh, I have no negative uh, feelings about that. Um, and I know that there's lots out there that do. There's definitely a lot of, I talk to a lot of very successful, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of successful uh, guys. I don't really know a bunch of girls. There, I'm sure there are plenty of them, but there's a lot of guys that I know that always talk about their wife and like, them being able to take money or have money or, you know, yeah. I never think of that. I always think that I'm fortunate. I never think like, Oh, I got to have, you know, this hidden money or got to have hidden. There's you know, money. I'm not doing anything. With yeah. That. Yeah. She's a, so it's nice. It's nice to know. Going to target. And that's, yeah, she's going to target. <laughs> right. And so that is a big thing though. You have to yeah. trust. Like I can't imagine having a partner that I'm like, Oh, she's going to take my money. Yeah. Like what a crazy thing to have th- to think about or that you're going to go and they're going to be uh, doing something that you, you know, right. I remember my um, my great aunt and uncle, Aunt Barbara, yeah. and they've been married, I mean, I think like 60 years. And I remember her telling me one time, you have to trust. If, if you don't have trust, you know, you don't have anything, right. you know, for a successful marriage. So um, you do, you know, if, if uh, and especially if there's no reason not to, then, you know, that that will hold up, hold back a lot of. Uh, of success. Yeah. Another thing that, you know, another thing that I talk about in partnerships. So if you look for a partner, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I've had some bad partnerships that didn't work out. And, um, and so when I think about, um, 
future partnerships, no, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm going to have any future partnerships, but if I were going to have a future partner, right, it needs to be a value-added partner, which means they need to bring something to the table that I can't do or I'm not able oh, to do. a business partner. A business partner. I'm like, not like what? a, a new, you said something another, about another wife. I, yeah, I know, yeah. I'm like, wait. If we're going to have another wife, then I'll, no, yeah, I'm talking about know. a business partner, babe. <laughs> um, but, you know, this translates into, uh, for people out there that are looking for, um, um, a significant other, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. A wife or whatever that the, you need to kind of, in my opinion, uh, have split duties is the best way to put it where it's like two people don't get into each other's space. Um, and, uh, you kind of know what each other are going to do mm-hmm. and be aware of that. And, uh, and so like, for example, if in business, if I were going to bring in another partner, they better be able to do something like have a skill that I don't have or have money. So if, a, if I'm going to start a business that's going to require a lot of money and I don't have it, the other person can bring in the money. So that's something that I couldn't personally do, right? And so in a relationship, I think it, the same thing applies where – Darielle does her thing, right? She has stuff that her are her responsibilities, and she, for 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 us, she deals with uh, you know the most important thing, which is the children, mm-hmm. and so she is the majority caregiver for the kids, and she makes sure that they are on the right path and growing up the right way. And I do my part for sure, but most of it is her. And uh, yeah, I think we're fortunate that, to be in a position where that can happen, where yeah. you know I don't have to work, and you know I could stay home with them, yeah. you know. Doing, you know, doing my mom, my yeah, mom, mom thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's important, and, and obviously not everybody's going to have that ability. But I think it's important that each person has their own role in the relationship. Yeah, and uh, and they don't, you know, they don't. I guess the duties are, are split, if that makes sense. So that way, you're responsible for one thing; the other person's responsible for the other thing. Right, and but also being flexible. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the home front. Of course. Yeah. And then interests. Uh, One thing that I think is important is having uh, similar interests or at least being able to understand other person's interests. Mm -hmm. You know, me and you have uh, fitness. We have family. We have a lot of other stuff that we share together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important thing. So you have something to talk about. So as you get older and everything, you have something together with the person. Right. Yeah, Um, of course. Well. And even if you have interests that don't like you love reading. Yeah, I do. You have a strong interest in books. I really can't read for more than like a paragraph fall without falling asleep. Yeah. So, but I will l- listen to you tell me about one of your books and I'll, yeah. you know, have an interest. You'll act, in, you'll, you'll be I'll, like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll like to read it. And then yeah. you don't read it. No, yeah. and, I, and I love hearing about yeah. it and, yeah. and, you know, and whether it's, you know, I'm really that interested or not. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's important just to kind of intertwine the two, even if it's not the same interest. Right. How about, um, a making time for each other. Oh, that's that's very important, especially with kids. I mean, I guess you, we're talking more once you have kids, because when you don't have kids, it's much easier to make time for each other. Well, everybody's listening to this, right? Yeah. So there's people with kids. There's people that are just married. People that are yeah. going, that are totally single. You know? Yeah. Well, I know on on my end, just being friends with moms. I mean, you know, you hear people, oh, I haven't had a date night in two years. Everyone's. Obviously, different situation. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I don't know how things are in other parts of the country as far as like getting your child watched even for an hour. But you know, it's I I would assume everybody's got family. I would assume that majority of people could have like one per. You know, there's a lot of people that don't trust anybody with their kids. I hear I hear that point. I can't trust anybody with the kids. Well, they have what is it? The Nest, the the cameras. Cameras, yeah. Well, no, you know that, that's usually people that are, um, in my opinion, that are overly, you know, like yeah. But just, even if that's what you have to do to make yourself yeah. feel better, 
Um, I, you know, taking time for your, for your significant other, especially after kids, doesn't matter if you take the kids out with you for dinner, doing that separately without, without the kids, you're like totally different people. Cause yeah. you kind of can go back to being just when you guys met. Um, I know that's how we feel like if we ever get away together and yeah, we, one thing for us is we didn't have a lot of time like that. So we were yeah. only dating for six months and, uh, in that initial six month period, you know, even the, the whole time I wasn't living with you, we, I ended up moving to Tampa to come be with yeah. you because I had a job that I could have lived anywhere. Right. So I moved to Tampa and we lived in a little $500 a month apartment initially. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we, we moved into a little house. Uh, but that, uh, that period of time, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like we had a lot of time to. No, we didn't. Yeah, because we yeah. both were working. I was traveling a lot. It's mm-hmm. not like we really got a chance to go like enjoy life together, really. Yeah. No. So now, we when we have an opportunity, it's funny because it really does feel like to me um, that it's like we're going back in time because we get to like you know go back to that period, you know, mm-hmm. because we really uh, when you have one kid, two kids, and certainly three kids, it's uh, it's pretty all encompassing. Yeah. I mean, your daily life, especially once you get to the multiple amount of kids, gets a little, you know, it's just that natural added stress. And it's, you know, it kind of comes with it, especially when they're when they're younger. Um, So it's being able to separate yourself from that for a little bit just to give each other time. And, you know, that helps the relationship, helps the marriage, you know, keeps it going. And the kids will see that. And, you know, the whole, you know, thing about parents being guilty about not taking their kids everywhere. I think that they're doing their kids a disservice by not showing them, you know, I don't want to say that they don't have a healthy marriage, but I think that taking time by yourself definitely strengthens it. Um, especially after a long period of time, you can only do so much, you know, with the whole family before you start getting a little, uh, worn down. And um, just continuing that thought, one of the things that me and you always do, and it's not even really on purpose, it's not like we're thinking about this, but we're always affectionate in front of the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's something that I think is super important. Um, first of all, I think it's very important to be affectionate with your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever, no matter what, because it lets them know that you know you care about them, that you love them, that you're interested in them. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I always, you know, my Nana and Papa Jack, my Nana passed away um, a while ago now, but. My, they were my grandma and grandpa. Papa Jack's still out there, uh, 90 years old, kicking it. Uh, but um, they would always hold hands, and they were always so lovey-dovey with each other, e- even into their 70s. You know, They were always like that, and I always thought that that's uh, really a great thing. Your and parents I, were, too. And I think that it showed my yeah. example to my mom yeah. and my dad. Uh, saw that. Yeah, your parents were very affectionate. Yeah, because grandpa, grandma and grandpa Charlie were not like that, really. They weren't, okay. they weren't unaffectionate, but they weren't like that. All over each other. Yeah, well, they were less than, they were like more like um, typical, you know, yeah. 1950s like your, your parents. Your dad would compliment your mom all yeah. the time, and they were married 40 years. Yeah, 40 years, yeah. Um, so, she, I mean, I remember, you know, him saying, oh, look how beautiful she looks. Yeah. And, you know, it was, oh, yeah. 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 Um, and it wasn't bullshit. I mean, he really meant it. He just yeah. made sure to say it, you yeah. know. He made yeah. a point to say it mm-hmm. and, uh, and to be affectionate with her. And I think that that helped me tremendously because I'm definitely, like, I would not say that I'm an affectionate person. Uh, to normal people, like I'm not a. No, you're not you know like I mean? a touchy no. guy who's going up to his like his Friends boys or, no. and being. Like, I'm not like a hugger. I'm not going them. around hugging them. No, I'm. I mean, that sounds weird. I used to, but <laughs> but like there are plenty of guys out there that are uh, that are way 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 more touchy than I am. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I think back to my old business partner. He would hug everybody, you know, hug yeah. people and give them a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, you know, he'd I don't do, do anything. To yeah, well, you know what I mean. But there's, I mean, that's just one example. But there are plenty yeah. of plenty of guys who are like that. Yeah, and I'm not. And yeah. uh, but I am very affectionate with you, and very very affectionate with the kids. Yeah, with the family, you're much different. Than yeah, much you different. Are anyone else? Yeah, much different. Um, no, I, I think that's important. And the kids are have picked up. I mean, I can already tell that you know yeah. they're affectionate. At least yeah. the. Asher and Aiden, yeah. Elijah, you can't tell yet, but yeah. well, Aiden uh, wasn't affectionate really at all, but now he is. Yeah, now he is. Yeah, he's yeah. like learned to, to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's funny, but that, I think that's super duper important uh, because the kids pick up on you know kids. You may think like um, like a, a two year old's not getting like not taking in a lot of stuff, but they're hearing it all and they're oh, watching yeah. it all and they're learning it all. They take everything. Yeah, down. I would say it would be good not to fight in front of the kids too, but. Uh, I mean, you aren't perfect with that. No, uh, we're not perfect. Yeah. But they see us make up. Yeah. So I think uh, that's actually something your mom told me. I could give her a shout out that yeah. um, it's okay to argue. Yeah. Or her opinion is okay to argue as long as you show them how to make up. And yeah. so it's healthy, you know. Well, my mom and dad yeah. argued in front of us. Um, it's funny because Grandma Francis, Grandma Francis and Grandpa Charlie, my dad said never saw them say one negative thing or raise their voice yeah. to each other the entire their entire lives. Um, now I'm sure that they fought secretly, you know, mm-hmm. but they would like go. My dad said that if it seemed like they might be fighting, they would go to the other room. Yeah. And I always found that really interesting. That's kind of how my parents were. Yeah. I never really saw them raise their like, voice to each other into, at all. Get into it. I don't have memories of it. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And they ended up getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, uh, that's why I listened to your mom. <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, my mom and dad, yeah. We've yeah. been married forever. Yeah. Um, don't hold a grudge. That's a that's a big thing. And you, yeah. Me and you, fortunately, I think this is like almost a like a luck this is something. Thing. <laughs> yeah, this is like a a genetic thing. I think, uh, and I think that's something that's going to be hard for people. If you're listening and you are you are one to hold a grudge, it may be something that you're going to have to practice. Right. You know what I, mean? I, I think that it's one of those things you can't really help. That's why I say it's it's like a luck thing that yeah. both of us are the same way. That yeah, it's almost like a genetic yeah. predisposition. Yeah, it must um, be. Uh, but it is just like anything else. Like I always tell people, I am genetically. I know I was born lazy. Yeah, you know, I'm not naturally you like can a go getter. Yeah, but I became yeah. a go getter. Right. I, I built the habits, and then the habits became second nature, and then all of a sudden, now I just am this. Yeah, I I yeah. literally saw you go from not being a go getter to being like the biggest freaking go getter I've yeah. ever met. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's literally like, and that's it's good that you said that. It's one thing when I say that. It's another thing like when yeah. somebody like you. Yeah. Says that because like Eduardo talk is doing the show with me now and he's only known me. He hasn't seen. I mean, I've three I've, years, so. I've watched literally the switch go off and yeah. or go on whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the lazy switch went. The off. lazy switch. Yeah, the lazy the, switch the, went off. The driven the, switch the, went off. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I saw it from it was it was literally like one morning you just woke up and it was like all right it's time to time to kick to, ass to get to work in yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I, the, the reason why I think that's important is because that is a decision that you can make with, um, with holding your grudge. Cause there's lots of people out there that'll get in a fight. And I mean, I hear even in the office, I hear people tell me that they got in a fight with their wife or girlfriend or whatever. And like a week later they're still fighting and I'm like, damn, that's bad. Yeah. You know? We never go like no. more than a couple hours. Yeah. You, 99% of the time it's like a, a matter of minutes or a few hours. Yeah. And then worst case scenario, we never go like days. It's never been no, like fighting no. for days. Yeah. No matter how, how big a fight we've never fought for, for no, days. Never. Uh, because both of us know, you know, like. We both kind of get over things quickly. Over I mean, we, we'll talk about it, but. 
like we will we won't sit there and be angry for you know four days. Yeah, about I think I think that no matter how heated you get, much more heated than me. But I, I think no matter how heated either one of us gets, you know, once that kind of like heat goes away, you start thinking about it, and you can be we can both of us can be honest with ourselves that uh, that maybe it's our fault or it's the other person's fault, and they realize and then they apologize, and then it's very difficult if if I apologize to her, it's very hard for her not to. Accept it. I don't think you ever really not accept it. And then same no. thing for for me. If she apologizes, yeah. I'm like, ah, well, you know, um, we're in this together for life. So it's not a. That's one of the other things with uh, with marriage. I don't really look at it as like uh, as an optional thing. I mean, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not married uh, in in hoping that it's going to work out. I'm yeah. married for life, and that's it. So the only thing that would stop us being married is death. Well, you. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so don't, don't look at me. You look into my eyes. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, you you always said, and your mom actually said this to me also, that it's like in it's your genetic code I'm to committed. stay married. That you don't have any divorce in your family. Right? No, we don't have anybody divorced. I'm, and so when I say that, I don't mean that. She, she's not meaning like my sister, my mom, their, their brothers and sisters, my mom and dad's sisters. I mean anybody ever. Yeah. So like not distant cousins, not my great-grandparent, nobody ever in my entire dis, like family has ever been divorced. Yeah. We just don't have that. Uh, and I have, a, I have a great ability, even when I was you know, doing drugs and whatever, I have a very good ability to commit. Mm-hmm. So like with anything, like I do a diet, I just fucking commit. Yeah. Caffirmation, I good commit. I just commit. Yeah. So it's, I'm not, I haven't in life, hasn't been easy for me to commit to things earlier in my life. But once I do commit, like with the vegetarian thing we just talked about, from mm-hmm. the time I was 10 to the time I was 20, I was a vegetarian. And, uh, and I told myself... In the even when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, I said, when I'll stop being a vegetarian year 2000, January 1st, year 2000. And I did it. I did the whole 10 years. I can I, believe that. And I have no I was actually I, just talking to Neil about this because yeah. we, were, we were saying, or he was saying how impressed with the calf, the caffirmation. Yeah. He was, I said, when I, I wasn't surprised. Like, once you want to do something, you'll stick with it. Yeah. So and, uh, and, and that I, includes me. Even, yeah, that includes you. <laughs> even the, so the, the, uh, the vegetarian thing, I didn't even have a reason for doing it. It wasn't for the animals or for health or anything. It was because I said that I was going to do it, and I just did it, even at 10 years old. So, like, once I commit, I commit. Um, so um, one of the things we always say is I always tell people is don't go to sleep angry, and that kind of is the same thing with don't hold a grudge, that I think that those things are very, very important um, because if you do, it can continue and fester and get worse. Yeah, and then it could be – just very uncomfortable the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, you wrote this, and we did a little notes. She wrote, putting a hubby wife first, kids pick up on healthy relationships. We kind of talked about that. But the happy marriage, happy family, all mm-hmm. that stuff, the putting the, the person first, it's very easy to, I think, say, you know, put the kids first for everything. Right. And you feel like you, you have to. Once you're a parent, you feel like, okay, the kids come first. I actually read an article on this a while ago, and it was something that I already believed um, because kids do pick up on a healthy marriage and whether they may get upset for a second because you have to prioritize your husband or your wife first, um, they see that healthy relationship and that makes a bigger impact than, you know, having a, a, a husband and wife or mom and dad who's fighting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that definitely pays off and, you know, I don't know. I think that's the only person that you could get away with putting before your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
the mother or the father. So yeah, I agree. Keeping the marriage physical, I think, is important. You know, it goes along with all the other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really talk uh, much sex talk. Um, oh my God, you no. said that word. Sex, you're surprised <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that I would say um, that. Well, I'd say stuff to you, um, yeah, but well, in the yeah, office. Not, yeah. <laughs> not in here. Yeah, me and her never talk. Yeah, yeah but in the office, or like, it's funny because all the guys, like, of course, guys talk, yeah. you know, say, say, like, you know, quote unquote, like locker room talk or right, whatever. Right. And, uh, and I, they think, I think out there, they think that I'm like prude. Right. Yeah. yeah. You've heard that you before? Won't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of like. You've heard yeah. them say that? Or yeah. Eduardo? Say yeah, that like Eduardo. It's just, yeah. yeah. I haven't been like put like out there when they're saying it, but yeah. No, that'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. No, but I know what you're. Yeah. So I don't really contribute uh, to those talks. So people will probably think that it's weird, but me and you actually do uh, do it. I do, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is, but that is a very important part of keeping a healthy marriage is, you know, making sure you're physical because that definitely can become cause a disconnect, you know, even if you're supportive and you have date nights and you're doing all these things, then what separates a friendship and a relationship, marriage, you yeah. know? So, so it's funny because from, uh, from a girl's point, from a guy's point of view, right, uh, it feels like that feels like a necessity. And then if the guy, if they're not doing it right and the guy doesn't seem to care, then maybe the girl won't care. But I think that it's, uh, just as important or maybe more important for the girl in a way, because it's like a physical connection. So if, the, right. if you're not doing it, then the girl is going to feel weird about there's everything. An, yeah. And there's definitely an emotional part on the women's, uh, yeah. It'll affect part. all the other things we yeah. talk about. Maybe not the guys, but yeah. women, there's definitely more emotion yeah. connected with that. Yeah, so like, if, uh, just as an example, if you don't do it for weeks, all these other things we talked about are going to be, um, are going to be called, they're all going to be a problem. So yeah. they'll be fighting more. It'll be like an be, indirect, yeah. Uh, yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always, that's what I always thought. So that's something I think is very important and it's important enough that I'll even say the sex word here in the office, um, because, because right it's because <laughs> it is a big deal, and I think that you should make it a priority and do it, even if you don't feel like doing it, or the day is too busy, or whatever. You should still, you know, what do you think is a, a good amount of times per week? Just as a, as a rule of thumb for people out there who are married, that um, should, like you should always try. I mean, to, I think if you could do it like three times a week, yeah. then that's like a good, healthy, you know, yeah. Point to be at. Yeah, I think so. If you do it more, then that's even great. better. Even better, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's a good. I, the reason I wanted to give a number is because I think you know a lot of people when they're married for a little while, it becomes less and less frequent mm-hmm. until it's like once every few weeks, and then I think you have it's a real every problem. Every couple months, yeah. For a couple months, you have a real problem. You need to like sit down with your significant other and yeah. and talk about it go and to see like why. A sex therapist, or yeah, something. or go get your hormone levels checked and find out what's going on with you yeah. and your endocrine system because you may have something <laughs> not right. Uh, if that's if that's acceptable to you, yeah. Right? Girls too, girls yeah. too. They do all these uh, hormone stuff for girls now. If the girl doesn't want to have sex for months, something's not right. Yeah, uh, but I mean, sometimes there could be underlying issues that that's also a good sign to maybe you need to sit down, bring, and talk yeah, anyway. bring up things that maybe are bothering you, or you know, go talk to someone. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think so for sure. Um, what other things do we think? I know we don't talk about, at least mention the social media stuff because I know you hate oh, the relationship yeah. goals. I, I hate, I mean, people have written on, on our stuff, like couple goals or I, I, and I appreciate it, but I just, the whole relationship goals goal, all that like irritates me because we've personally seen people on social media be completely different from how they are in real life. And it's the ridiculous. amount of like attention and love and oh my gosh you guys are amazing is like it's crazy you can't trust what you see on social media you they you can put up a picture and write a poem and 
then it looks like you have the perfect relationship. And I mean, I've even seen people write, we've never fought like a day in our relationship and they've been together for years. And it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, that's not real, first of all. So that should be a red flag. And, um, so don't compare yourself to people on social media. We barely post about, we like never post about each other. On your birthday or something. Maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, on anniversary, anniversary birthday, but yeah. like, I don't know. It's, uh, well, you know, if I do, I'll post like a picture. I think you look pretty in and I'll be like, you know, yeah, I guess something you like that, but you I don't have more lately kind of, have I, yeah, you like um, but I don't, but anyways, ever... don't even compare yourself to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if, he, if he's doing it, it's cause he, he wants to. And I've, I, yeah, I guess I've posted a picture of you, but the bottom line, but we don't do the don't, whole thing. You don't do like the, we're not like trying to, yeah. you know, it's but there are, just, but, so that's, the, that is the, I guess really what it comes down to is it's. Darielle and I have witnessed yeah. quite a few people that were like, you know, that we see them in reality and it's, it's not like, it's nowhere near the image that they're portraying and they're doing it on purpose and it's like a lie. Yeah. And so because we have seen it firsthand, uh, so, so much and so like in such a big way that, um, that when we see anybody else now, it's like, you, it's you almost know. like a joke, like, oh, they must be fighting right now, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that is what you think. So if you see somebody who posts a, a picture and says, like, a poem about how beautiful and wonderful the person yeah. is, I always, to myself, think, like, there must be in a big fight, Yeah, you know? Yeah, there must be something going Trying on. Trying to make up with yeah. this post. So I don't know, like, in, you know, in our age uh, group, how many people are, I'm, I'm sure there are people, but, like, especially the younger people, too, who or who are, like, growing up on social media, I can see how they would probably compare their lives, their relationships, everything to someone else. And you just, you cannot, you have to like get your head out of the internet and know that everyone has their flaws. Everyone, you know, I mean, obviously if it's too much, then that's bad. This goes for everything too. Cause you see guys who post pictures of uh, Lamborghinis and whatever. Right. Watches in reality there. You could get into a whole social media conversation uh, about that. But that's, it's all the same. It's a lie. Nobody's, they're leasing the Lamborghini. They're borrowing the watch from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, remember the kid that, that I took out to lunch, this fitness celebrity who posted a picture of the car I was driving. Yes. And said, uh, my new car or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's it's, it's crazy. So people like that kid got like 50,000 likes on the picture of my car, him saying my new car. And, uh, it, you know, it's all a lie. So you yeah. just have to keep in mind that this is all entertainment, and uh, for the for the relationship relationship stuff, focus on yourself, right? Yeah, and don't you know? Because I think that people could could think, oh, well, this person has one flaw about their, you know, they find one flaw, and it's like, oh, well, they're not the perfect relationship that I see on social media, so it's not going to work out. But you can't think like that because everyone, you're no one's going to be perfect. What final tips do you have for before we end the show? What other tips? Anything comes to mind that we didn't get to say? Mm, do you have anything you could go? Well, first? I could say, I could just say the one thing that I'll tell you, you know, in terms of the baby stuff, because we talked a lot about babies is that, uh, two things. One for me, um, people say that babies are expensive and then having a baby is an expensive proposition and you know, you have to be ready and all this stuff. They're we definitely there. were not ready. Um, oh, yeah. we were not ready and babies weren't the thing that, that cost us tons of money. Babies are the thing that, um, that made, made us absolutely made us money, made yeah. us rich. Cause that, that's babies. when the switch went on was when I got pregnant. So like you got to, for us personally, I can tell you that having uh, Asher was, was the motivation that I needed because I knew that I wasn't just surviving anymore. I wasn't just going to be okay. Uh, scraping by that me and her had uh, a life that we were responsible for. And I had to grind out. There was no choice to fail. Mm-hmm. So I guess the one thing I wanted to say is that, uh, you know, babies aren't, super expensive and you can use them as motivation, right? 
You can definitely. I mean, you that can was definitely, my biggest motivation. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely use them as motivation, but um, yeah, I think it could be looked at in such a positive way and not, you know, not like, oh my gosh, this baby's well, gonna cost you. So money. the other thing with the baby thing is that for me, you know. Um, People in life look for a purpose, right? A lot of times people look for, they're wondering why they're here, what's the point, and stuff like that. And so for me, I know that the the, the meaning of life is babies and that, that I felt fulfilled and felt like I had a purpose in life when I had a baby. And that's why I want to keep having more babies uh, <laughs> because it's such a such a big uh, thing. It's the it's the biggest thing you're going to do. And, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because a lot of people listening probably thinking about you know, what that means for them. And since we have mm-hmm. three of them, I think it's important to say that that um, what that there's nothing better that you can do. And no matter how right. how much you want your freedom or how much you love your like, I already have I have a dog. A dog's my baby, you know, or whatever. There's nothing like it, and you're never going to get it any other way. And uh, it's definitely something I strongly recommend. <laughs> recommend childbirth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, you know what, and I'll end on this note that I know I wrote this down as a reminder because it was something that stuck out to me for your significant other. If you just a really great way to keep, I guess we keep using the word healthy, or I keep using the word healthy, but reminding each other why you, you know, love each other, why you fell in love in the beginning. So I know we just recently, like for our anniversary, we kind of just, we talked about we had what no, we, we, made, we, made we made notes on, on, the top things that How many did we you loved. What? Well, so wrote, he's such an overachiever, by the way, because <laughs> it was our six-year anniversary. I said top six, and he did like twenty. But I guess that's just how great I am. Yeah. So he did. He did a lot. I stuck with six, but mine were like very like I talked about it. But it was just like a nice thing for us that kind of relit that you know, even though we knew we knew in our mind what we loved about each other, it was nice to hear it. You know, because you're not telling each other every day. I mean, that's not right. You know something that people usually do. So um, just something to add at the end that if you needed something to kind of spice things back up as far as reminding each other why you're in this, you know, I think I thought that was a really nice thing to do. It was. It was. So there you have it. That is Readiness Radio about relationships. I would be happy to uh, have my wife back on. If you guys have questions in the future, you want to talk something specifically. This is like a little different and outside the box than what we normally talk about, the science of success. But I do think it is uh, applicable because your success, I think, is is definitely at least por- proportionally. Yes, yeah, Well, me personally, maybe it's because <laughs> of her. But I think that everybody out there, you're going to need somebody else in your corner. Um, yes. to achieve what you want to achieve and you need support and support systems are imperative to, to getting there. So um, that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of out of the box. Thanks Readiness for listening Radio. to me yeah. ramble. You did great, man. You're great. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Thank very you. Impressed. This is something I, I love. See you at home for What a good talker. Good. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye.